Hi Kitty. Hi Claudia. Welcome to our second burst of happiness and this time with the theme of February relationships. Mmm, I absolutely can't wait. I've loved these little bursts of happiness so far, little pockets of joy. Me too. And I think it's very interesting to speak about relationships nowadays when we actually cannot really see people live. So we looked at the letters of empathy, freedom, gratitude and habits. And of course, you can dive in more into those specific episodes. But we thought it would be quite interesting to think what we can learn from each of those letters and to really enhance our relationship this month. What I've loved thinking about is the different kinds of relationships there are. Tell me more. So originally, when we signed off on last week, so I was like, oh, February, the month of love, and you were nearly sick in your mouth. (laughs) So then I was thinking, okay, so you have romantic relationships, we have relationships with our family, we have relationships with our work colleagues and our friends, and our enemies. Oh, I like that. And how are we different in all of those relationships? Well, that's what I was thinking, because as I went through the letters, I thought that some really do relate to different relationships more. And I think, again, they're all really valuable um, topics to look at when you think about if if this year or forever, you want to actually enhance your relationships or work on your relationships. All of these made so much sense. Absolutely. And I think we can straight away zoom into freedom because when we were speaking about freedom, we were considering different types. A social freedom, Mm. potential freedom, that is our freedom of choice in daily life. And then psychological freedom, that is our perception of freedom and willingness to choose. And I'm, I'm... I'm speaking about this again because currently our social freedom is very limited Mm. and we cannot just phone someone and meet up with them as the old times Um, and we really cannot gather in groups. So our social freedom has been really limited. And we also know from that episode that at the society level, the more social freedom we have, the happier we are. Yeah, I forgot about that. Exactly, and I think it's worth reminding because if you are currently feeling unhappy because your social freedom is limited, it's almost like, yeah, that has been expected. Gosh, yeah, this is a different sort of freedom that I was thinking about all week, all month. Actually, do you know what? There's quite a bit of guilt at the moment within my friends of like, oh, we haven't talked to you. Oh, sorry, I haven't spoken. Sorry, I haven't called. Sorry, I haven't seen you. But actually, because what our freedoms have been limited and that is dragging people down a little bit, I think, yeah. It's hard to kind of make those efforts to build those relationships because of the constricting factors to do it. Mm, absolutely. So what we're trying to say is if you are... Uh, maybe not reaching out to people as often as you would like, or maybe um, some relationships need more work, or you're really, really missing people. Don't feel guilty about any of that. It's absolutely not normal. So just kind of take a deep breath and think, okay, according to research, even before COVID, that was almost predicted, that the moment the social Mm. freedom gets limited, we suffer. Wow. Wow. 
However, however, however. Please, Claudia, where's the light in this tunnel? I know there is a light always. We still have our potential freedom. And this is freedom of choices that we make in daily life. And we have also our psychological freedom. How are we perceiving our choices and our willingness to choose? So this is your light in the tunnel, Kitty. We still have that freedom. Woo, the freedom to choose to connect. Absolutely. And that was one of my reflections that if I have that choice, how I can gather and connect with people online with more gratitude Mm. and with more purpose. It's funny that you spoke about freedom first because that was the one that felt the most disjointed from relationships. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, freedom when you kind of end up in a relationship and you're like but I want my freedom I want to be single (laughs) I don't want to be tied down to no kitchen sink (laughs) and then I was like oh okay actually freedom is really interesting and now you've just brought all of those elements to it but empathy felt so obvious to building good relationships especially with parents now that I'm older (laughs) So I can now empathize with some of the the things that I might have found difficult because I'm like, well, think about what they went through with you as a child. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Think about what you put them through. Oh, I love that. But are you are you doing those like mental exercises or are you actually going and asking them? Putting those into practice, I haven't even really seen them. So many WhatsApp groups and messaging, little messages, little bits of messages is how we're kind of keeping those relationships. Um, I don't know. It felt like it felt like empathy was quite an, like a pretty standard one on all on all relationships. Mm. Yes, I think empathy. It's always a skill that we could be practicing a little bit more in any circumstances. I think it's one of those keystone habits Mm. as in the habit that if you have it and you practice it on a regular basis, then it becomes very impactful and spills into all other areas of your life. I was practicing the habit of showing empathy because what really also is relevant personally to me now when our freedom is restricted is that we are spending time with the same people over and over and over Mm. and over again. (laughs) Okay, and as much as I'm sure and I really do hope we still love them, adore them, I feel we are getting a little bit desynthesized to their presence and taking them a little bit for granted. Like, oh, it's you again. Mm. And I was just thinking how we could improve our relationships with people we are spending the lockdown with by practicing that habit of empathy. Mm. Roman Knoritz, uh, he is speaking a lot about cognitive empathy. So very much about perspective taking. And he has specifically six habits of practicing empathy. And I 
loved too, which I think are so brilliant and can be applied now um, during the lockdown. So first of all, make the imaginative leap. So this is what you started to doing with your parents of how is it to be you right now? Or how was it to be you, as you said, when we were small? And just trying to put yourself in that person's situation by just asking that simple question. There's the relationships where you're seeing them every day. And then there's the other relationships that you do need to then build on. And sometimes if you've, if you're building that habit in, you might not quite be in the right mood or frame of mind to talk to somebody that's close to you. And it's in those moments where you need to dig deep <laughs> and yeah. do the imaginative leap to actually be, yeah, be kind and also just take the time and realise that the time is more important spent with these important people that are important to you and and enjoy the moments and be grateful for them too. But yeah, it's de- I think it's definitely different to when you live with them all the time and then also when you're making the effort to call because you know you, you want to or, or should, but in this strange time, it feels sometimes can feel quite forced. I love that. And I think it's also how we could maybe use this imaginative leap to also help other people to understand us because in the situation you're saying when okay I know I'm supposed to talk to you right now but actually I'm just not there and I'm just not really feeling in that mood yeah to kind of trying to say well I still feel so grateful for you and for your presence and support but this is how is it to be me right now I feel maybe stressed, I feel maybe anxious, this happened Mm. that uh, really threw me out of my balance, therefore that's why I'm not making that connection. Another habit recommended was traveling in your armchair. Well, that's that's our only choice now, isn't it? I know, exactly. And this one is about practicing empathy by reading books and watching movies in which we can immerse ourselves into the lives of others which we know absolutely zero about. And I also found this fascinating because how many times we do watch the movies and we feel that affective empathy, that is we feel sorry, we feel it's funny, we um, like or dislike the characters. But what about that cognitive concept of I'm Mm. going to become you now? And through that, I'm stretching my brain to be more empathetic. Mm. I just thought, wow, I would love to travel in my armchair so I cannot go anywhere. (laughs) I think we're all getting pretty good at traveling in our armchairs. So we all have to, really. (laughs) Yeah, it it is a new skill. It is a new skill we're definitely learning. Kitty, you also mentioned habits. So what was important for you in relation of forming a new habit? I mean, I thought that habits would be quite high up on the easy list of these letters. But actually, they were on the hardest list of, for me. Because there are a lot of relationships to keep up with 
Um, I, th- I think in this day and age, if that's not too an old-fashioned a phrase to say, everybody has a lot of friends, and I don't think that's uncommon, just because of social media, how you're able to keep in touch with literally everybody you've ever touched base with. And so the habits of keeping up with those friends is quite, I think, challenging right now. I think where habits in the real world are great is that you can have regular group meetings you can go and meet your girlfriends regularly every other week for a coffee you have these regular touch points with people that are social and I'm so I guess I'm sort of thinking along the lines of the communication side of things and engaging with each other but when you take the communications now building those habits is a bit I found quite overwhelming to to think about building those sorts of habits right now There's very, very close people that I would communicate with probably on a daily basis. But then people outside of that, it's just a touching base when something I think of reminds me of them and I'll send them that on WhatsApp. Like WhatsApp is an incredible relationship builder. And then we have different groups of different friends, but I would never call these habits. I would just say that these were like little moments of connection with people through something that's reminded you of them that you wouldn't that I wouldn't have personally done quite so much before but I think in the real world I would have had more habits for building relationships I would have gone like to the gym with the with one friend or like do you know what I mean I'd have had more of these events that would have would have been more regular Mm. and I would have definitely seen people much more regularly but I have to say in this position right now habits was the one I found the most challenging I agree I think it is quite tricky and maybe that's why having a goal of creating a new habits of connection could be really a priority for us Mm. and if you would like to see and look at some inspiration Action for Happiness, for instance, released a friendly February calendar. And this is 28 different actions that can help us to build connection. And I think that is just so important, as you're saying, to kind of think about how we can connect with others regularly, because we almost like we need each other now more than ever. Yeah. Do you know what I also feel is that it's hard because you're asking a lot of someone else in this moment here. I find if I'm asking somebody to come and meet me online on a Zoom, it feels, it isn't more effort than going all the way to the pub to sit in the pub and be in this pub. But actually it, it's, what is it? I feel like I'm asking someone to do something that they might not necessarily want to do. Whereas if you ask someone to the pub to sit down and you can play a game or you can do something, you're in an an environment that's much more comfortable to us. But there's a resistance in me to ask. And I think that's, maybe that's where the habit is. But I, I don't know, I feel like I don't necessarily want to do those things either. But is that me falling out of line of what is what someone like Action for Happiness would recommend, would they say, don't listen too much to the fact that you don't want to go on Zoom with your and talk to your friends and actually build the habit and just ask and start it and then keep doing it? Or, yeah, because I think it would be unfair for me to say that I really enjoy, nobody's really enjoying meeting people on Zoom 
as friends but I think part of what I pinpoint it to is asking someone else to do the thing that I know not everybody is enjoying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and I mean my reaction to that is that they probably not enjoying the format that the meeting and the gathering and the chat is in Mm. but I'm sure they're still enjoying seeing you. Mm. And unfortunately, we cannot choose the format, but we have that freedom of choice to connect. And yes, Action for Happiness reminds us to build those connections, Mm. even if we are maybe feeling uneasy of asking someone to have another online chat with us after a whole day of potentially being on online meetings. Yeah, And the reason for it is that we do have strong need to belong and we need to fulfill that need to be able to be happy. Mm. And also we know that resilient people have higher number of social network connections and support around them. Mm. And also the high quality relationship, they do predict our overall life satisfaction. And now one from not a research, but for me is if we're not going to connect. And again, I'm playing here a little bit of a devil's advocate, Kitty, mm-hmm. because if we're not going to connect now with the people who matter to us to a certain extent, how are you going to pick up that relationship all this time later? Mm. Like it will be like, oh, hey, sorry, I've, I've never reached out to you. Great to know that you survived. Yeah. Let's take it from here. Yeah. I, I don't know how the after will work if we don't build those connections, even sporadically now. Yeah. I do hear what you're saying. In fact, I messaged, I did voice note somebody today who's a really dear friend that I hadn't spoken to for a while. And I messaged her and said, oh, I'm just feeling like I want to tell you that I still, you know, still love you or you're like amazing friend to me. And then she replied being like, oh, yeah, I know I haven't messaged you either, but I feel the same. And it's like, okay, phew, we've connected. We're still there for each other. It really was a weight off my shoulders to know that we both were thinking about each other, but we hadn't sort of made that connection. I do think you're right, actually, but I don't know how much value... What is that voice note that I sent? You know, it's kind of like, oh, is that a release for me? Is that like a guilt release for me? Is that really a relationship builder? Or is that actually just me ticking a thing off my list to say that I've done it? Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. We are going to speak next week. That's not what I mean about that particular example. But there was a kind of thing of me feeling guilt. And then it's wrapped in a lot, actually, this sort of thing. There are lots of friends I haven't spoken to that I've thought of all the time, or often, but I haven't reached out to. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe it's time, Kitty. Just for that extra connection. And you're right, it is not ideal. It's just a voice note, as you're saying. And yes, it would be so much better if we could here fill the gap. But really... (sighs) We need to, I think, cut ourselves a little bit of slack. This is what we can do. And we cannot kind of, we, I think it's much more constructive for our relationships to concentrate on what we can do right now. Even if it is only a voice note Mm. every so often. 
Well, I have to tell you that sending the voice note, getting the message back from her was so wonderful. And it made me feel really good and reconnected with her. And we are going to talk next week. So it definitely was worth doing. And I thought about it and thought about it and not done it for ages. So it is that thing of just doing it. So yeah, maybe that is the habit. Maybe it's send a little voice note to the person you've not sent a note to for a while just to connect. So what we're saying really is that relationships do matter in our life and we do encourage you to boost your happiness by connecting with other people. Yes, our social freedom is limited, but our potential and psychological freedom is really limitless and we have the choice to connect with other people, to be grateful for their presence, to build new habits when it comes to our closest relationships and show empathy and practice empathy even from your armchair. Thank you for listening to our Burst of Happiness. Join us next month where we'll be discussing impact and happiness in relation to the episodes I, J, K and L from series one. So if you've not listened to those yet, go back and listen to innovation, jokes, kindness and luck and happiness. Jokes, we actually had a very special celebrity guest, which was James Lance of Ted Lasso. Uh, TV series on Apple TV. So that was a very exciting day for us. We would love it if you could tell one friend this month about our podcast and happiness. It helps get the word out much more than anything else. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week. And we dare you to be happy. Bye.